Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey. This is a sip of Coffee with Casey, where we chop up Coffee with Casey into five to 10 minute segments. And today's segment is what is your home really worth? In the markets I work in, 30 to 40% of the houses that are listed for sale actually do not sell. Um, it's very frustrating. Uh, we, we may have a days on market of 15, the other days on market are 119 days, where 90% of ours sell, only 70% or 60% of the other houses sell. So, so what's the culprit? When that happens, when they don't sell, eventually that price goes down, the sellers get worn out, it's a very frustrating process. So, so the culprit is poor pricing. Now, why do people price it wrong? Most realtors today are going with what's called artificial intelligence or automated intelligence. You know how you add your, put your address into the computer? Zillow will give you a estimate of what your house is worth. There are things like Realtor Property Resource, there's Realtor.com, where they put your address in, it prints up an 80-page report and gives you the wrong number for what your house is worth. So, so that is called automated or, or artificial intelligence. What we do is we authenticate all the data we have, and I'm gonna do that for you today. This is exactly how we do it. We authenticate the data and come up with what the value of the property is where we should list the house. So this is so critical that, um, that we wanted to dedicate our first, our first tidbit, uh, if you will, to this. Now, so how do you know that our authenticated data is any better than their data? Well, the average home sells at 96.5% of what it was listed for. Ours sell at 100.002% of what we sold it for. So, so we're off by two thousandths of 1% when we list them. And our days on market is so low compared to everybody else's, it's high. So, so we, I, have so much faith in the models that when we put this data in, we can come with a high degree of confidence what the price is. But I do want to remind everybody this. Pricing a house is like, my favorite show is Joe Kenda at Homicide Hunter. He solves murders and, you know, this is, you're trying to solve a puzzle for the price. And there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle, schools and things like that. So, so really, you know, it's an investigation of what the true value is. But let me tell you where we start. We're going to start with the defining characteristics of a house. So what are those? What is the size of your house? And that is above grade square footage. Not the all square footage, just above grade. When you're pricing, you use above grade square footage. When you are marketing, Julie will use all the square footage in the house. But as far as pricing is concerned, above grade square footage. So how big is it? How old is it? What's the, what's the date that your house was built? Is it, if it's a 1993, you need to qualify against other homes built in the 90s. What is the assessment? What does the tax assessor say your house is worth? Normally, homes in a certain region will all sell at a certain percentage of their assessment, 108%, 110%. So you can assume one of the calculations will be, if everyone else is at same age and same size homes, sell for 108% of assessment, then that's one of the factors that will go into this. What is 108% of your assessment? Now, so your neighborhood is very important. The schools are extremely important. I mean, a perfect example is, if somebody's in one school district, high school district, versus another high school district, there's a $75,000 difference in the two pricing. So you need to take into account 
Is it in elementary school that there's a big difference? In Vienna, one elementary school sells for $50,000 more than the other elementary school. So when you take your samples, when you take your comparables, you need to make sure that we're comparing apples to apples, okay? So, so part of, of the authentication process is us pruning out and making sure that we're just dealing with apples and apples, okay? So now, once we have our apples, where do we get them from? So we go out a one mile radius, we look for similar size and age homes, okay? And we'll take those and we'll put those in the model. We will compare price per square foot, age, um, percentage of assessments. We'll have all these calculations that go. Now here's the, here's the secret sauce to where our, our system really works, or our models work, is over the years I've developed the ability to adjust age and size to be comparable to us. So if a house is bigger, that's fine, but there's square footage, you know, there's an adjustment to that when you talk about square footage. If a home is older or newer, there's an adjustment. And the reason that's important is if I have two comps, my confidence level in that pricing is not very good. But if I have eight comps and I can adjust for size, so the larger the sample size, the more accurate the prediction. So I'm trying to look for six to eight comparables that I can use. Now, the more I get, the closer I'm going to get. So the first model we're going to do is just a one mile radius, age and size. So let's say when I put those numbers in, I look at it and say, okay, the average is $750,000. Fine. That's only step one. The next model is the most important model. So if this model says it's worth $750,000, give me all houses from $700 to $800,000. Take away the age and the and take away the age and the size, and just give me those that I'm competing with. So you put those into a model. You prune those out so you have just the right comps you're looking for in that price range. These are your competitors. These are the people that we are closely matched to, and what I call the appraisal comparables. Okay. So now, now I'm really looking hard at this model. We're adjusting for age and size. You know, we're coming up with the percentages of of assessment. Now. This model actually takes each home and it will compare you directly to our house. So if we compared to this house, we are worth that amount of money. So literally it'll take every house and compare us to that house. That is called the threshold. So the threshold is the $700 to $800,000 price range within a one mile radius. Those are our competitors. Those are the best comps. So once I've done the threshold and I've measured them, now I'm getting pretty close. Now my confidence level is starting to rise that I'm on the number. Now, why is this important that, you know, with this threshold model, you know, why is this so important? It's so important because if I can validate the value, when a buyer comes in with a contract, and how many people go, well, I, I want to put in some wiggle room. I want to go in at 750, so I want some wiggle room, so I'll go in at 775. No. When we go on at 750, we can prove it. That's our number. We're not going to move in that. And if we move anywhere, it's going to be up. The house is definitely worth $750,000. And if we're going to move, we're going to move up. So also when we're taking into account where we price that house at, we look at the buyer pool. So in this certain area, let me give you a perfect example. I had one house that was definitely worth $775,000, but the neighborhood 
all sold a little bit lower than they did, but certainly I can validate $775,000 for this house. So we put it on the market and nobody went on and looked at it. There was no buyer pool, nobody was going over $750,000, that was it. So what happened, it sat there, even though it was worth $775,000, it sat there and nobody came by. So we had to adjust the price to the $750,000 buyer pool. We adjusted it to $750,000, now everybody saw it, people came in, we started getting people excited and bidding on the house, and before you know it, we had not 775, but a little closer. But so you also have to be cognizant of your surrounding market. Is it a, you know, if you want to buy a $750,000 house, do you want to live around $550,000 homes or do you want to live around $950,000 homes? So when I talk about this being a Joe Kenda investigation, all these things start coming in. Then we start taking a model. So we've done the one mile radius, we've done the threshold, those are critical. And the last one I'm gonna do is the neighborhood. So I'll go back three years, you know how you'll walk into a house and somebody says, well, John and Mary sold their house for, you know, whatever the number was. Well, we could take that house and say, if John and Mary's house was this size and this age and had these uh, defining characteristics, and you compared it directly to you, your house, I'm just doing it right now, your house is worth $1.35 million. So if we compare directly to John and Mary, even though they got 1.375, compared directly to them, we're worth 1.35. And the reason is we're smaller, we may be a little older, but you know that's where the numbers come out. So <coughs> when we take the neighborhood, some neighborhoods have a premium. So let, let me give you a current example. So we have a Lakevale in Vienna, and Lakevale has a pond and a pool and a community center, and it's kind of a knit neighborhood. So, so that neighborhood may have a premium over a neighborhood across the street. And the answer is it does. It has about a 5% premium. So when you look at threshold, you're looking at a one-mile radius. When you look at neighborhood, if you have the comps available, you're squeezing it down to just that neighborhood. And you may find out that you have a... 5% premium in that neighborhood. Or, perfect example, we just did one over on, um, uh, over by Wolf Trap, where the neighborhood was actually less than. It was selling at a discount. So that neighborhood, you know, even though the surrounding properties may have said 950, that neighborhood said 900. So what did we do? We came out at 925, and it bumped up to 950, and we eventually sold, I think, 965, uh, was it 965? I think we just did 1640. Yeah. So, so we got it up there, but you have to be careful and cognizant what you're asking for in a certain neighborhood. So if those produce it and that 90% of the time I've got the number and I'm locked in, okay? Now, this number is what a customary house with customary upgrades and customary condition means. But as far as what is your home really worth, we focus on adjusted price per square foot of a one mile radius, adjusted price per square foot of the threshold of the homes you're gonna be competing with, percentage of assessment of those houses. And when you combine all of that, all of those numbers are gonna lead you to a number and that is what's called the authenticated value of that house. That concludes another Coffee with Casey or a sip of Coffee with Casey, where hopefully we gave you a little education on the market and moved you closer to a more su successful transaction in the real estate. My name is Casey Sampson. You can reach me at Casey at 
CaseySampson.com or my website, CaseySampson.com or give me a call, 703-508-2535. We'd be happy to help. And as Morgan would say, stay classy, Northern Virginia.